You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Thanks so much for making us your podcast of choice. I am so glad that you're here. This is Rob talking to you live, or I guess in your case, recorded. But either way, thanks so much for joining us. And other places you can find us, you can find us on Podbean. Maybe you're there now. Spotify, who knows? Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations. You can find us after the podcast on multiple social media platforms like Facebook. And on Facebook, you can find us in the Misfit Faction Media Network, Cinematic Adventures, the Multiverse Fancast, and MF uncensored on instagram you can find us under the misfit faction or also our sister instagram bibliophiles assemble on twitter you can find us also with the misfit faction and apparently we are on the tiktok i as i said am rob and you, oh i almost forgot you can check us out on our website themisfitfaction.com where you can find podcast articles and merchandising merchandising lots of it there ronnie runs our store and we got t-shirts and all sorts of stickers fun stuff for you to promote and to share with others your favorite podcast with me today is Paul. How are you today, Paul? I'm good, Rob. How are you doing today? Oh, all right. You look a little jet-lagged. Uh, is just, everything just okay? A, just a smidgen. Uh, yeah. Where are you coming back from? From Italy, yeah. We just landed back on Saturday, so it's Saturday. <laughs> it's a week a later. A week later, and you're yep, still, still, still recovering. Wow, that's a lot. How many days were you there? Ten days. Jeez. Ten very... Very long Very, days. Was there Good a lot, days. any downtime, or was a lot of tours? There was like two days of downtime. Then the rest, we were we were doing something. We were all over. There's uh, there's pictures on. I think Bibliophiles assembled. There's oh, a yeah? couple of pictures, but uh, yeah, we we saw the Colosseum. We saw the Basilica. We saw Pompeii, Vesuvius. Like wow. we were. It was a busy vacation. These are all places I have not been to that I always wanted. But what was yep. the highlight of the trip? Oh, climbing Mount Vesuvius. Oh, really? Yeah, going to the top and having a drink at the top of Mount Vesuvius. Oh, that's so cool. Nothing yeah, more badass than it. That's awesome. But I saw yeah. your pictures and you guys looked so like just happy and comfortable and and uh, tired and, and sweaty tired. <laughs> and gross and oh god, oh, the heat was wild. That's fantastic. So today, usually at this point we go off to news, but with it being the end of August and the beginning of September, it's sort of like the dog days of, of summer and it's right before school is starting. So there's like no news. Yeah, we also have D23 is the next big event yeah. that's coming up. We already passed San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con is not really a big news event. And then DC Fandom has been officially canceled. <laughs> yes, we. it was funny because Paul and I actually like a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned something about DC Fandom and we're like, yeah, I haven't heard anything. So it, apparently it was on the table. Yeah. And now it's not. Which is a shame because it was it was a fun scratch that we <laughs> the only reason people enjoyed it last year was because we got the Batman trailer in all honesty oh is that what we got then that was that was like the big thing I can't tell you anything else from DC fandom I remember Ezra Miller being on and him being sort of alti dressed and I was like okay all right you know you do you that's fine but apparently they, he's been doing him a lot they they oh I forgot they yeah. are they they are they. Which is, as an English teacher, that is very difficult for me I can to imagine. remember mm. be, just because I have to be grammatically correct. And it's not in, ungrammatical. It's just, 
in terms of, you is know, ungrammatical a word. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I've started school, but I haven't, I don't have students yet. So I'll let you know. So I'm making up words as I go along. <laughs> ungrammatical. But yeah, there is no DC fandom. And as I know last week, Paul and uh, Brendan from uh, what's the name of his blind bat. 8719. Okay. I can never remember the numbers. I remember Blaine. So the reason his numbers are like, because I can't either. I think I even said it in the episode. He was born in 1987 like I was, but he flipped the numbers. So that's why in my head, I have to like, I have to actively think about it before I say it. Oh, so it's 87. Ah, Ah. 1987 flipped. All right. I'll remember that now. And it's not flipped like backwards. It's flipped like I took these two numbers and cut it in half (laughs) and then switched it. Hey, whatever works. I know you guys talked about Batman Beyond and you mm-hmm. talked about some DC stuff. So I can only assume that you guys probably mentioned that pretty much everything is get either on the chopping block or getting severely pushed back. Like with uh, Shaz- Shazam was pushed back and Al- Aquaman. Aquaman was pushed back. And uh, I think that was it. That was. Yeah, I've got Shazam was pushed back. Okay, first Aquaman went from December 16th to December 25th of the following year. Yeah, that's a big push. That's a big one. Oh, well, first it was December to March. Then it was March to December. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then Shazam took over the vacant Aquaman 2 spot in March 17th. So, Well, I think the the supposed rumor besides reshoots and Mm -hmm. and adding, there are rumors that they're adding Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. That's just always the rumor, and that's the fan dream. Ben Ben Affleck seems plausible because he is in Aquaman 2, but also supposedly they did not want to compete with Avatar. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. I, that's another movie that it, I, I think we talked about it on Cinematic Adventures, but it, it's just been too long. I think it'll be big once it hits. I think just leading up to it, we're like, eh, but I think it could be like a big cultural event that everyone goes to. Yeah, I think we're doing an episode on it for Cinematic Adventures. Oh, we're doing cool. Avatar and like the 3D craze. Okay. So that'll be out probably the same time this is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. I know that I, I also was feeling that like there wasn't enough time between Black Adam and Shazam. Yeah. Like it was so such a brief window and I'm like Especially I, if they're not connected. Yeah, and that just gives you kind of burnout for DC a little bit more so. Burnout. I also the- did hear a rumor. I don't know if you heard this that uh, Henry this and again this is just a rumor. Henry Cavill might be joining the Marvel universe. Supposedly in Loki season 2. Yeah. Well, who do you think he would be playing? I saw something called Hyperion. Hyperion. Who is Hyperion? Big, he's the the equivalent of Superman in the in Marvel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I would rather he play the actual Captain Britain. Oh, that would be so cool. That'd be a lot of fun. And I would love to hear him actually just use his actual, but whoever he plays, like, obviously it'll be fun and we'll, we'll, we'll get to poke fun at the whole idea and we'll have to, we'll have to do a whole episode on, you know, actors that went from Marvel to DC, DC to Marvel, especially like, that's a big name. Like Superman is DC. Like, unfortunately right now, like as far as DC goes, Superman and Lois is like one of the highlights. Yes. And like Superman as a character is, you know. It's Superman. Everybody, everybody knows yeah, he's Superman. One of the most, he's, you know, up there with a lot of your other cultural yeah. icons. Because that was Jimon Husa. I can't. Jimon Hansu. That's it. Okay. He's played like four different. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in um, Guardians, Aquaman, Shazam. Like he's been in a lot. I don't know his name, but the guy who plays Polka Dot Man, he's oh, been he's in been like in everything. everything. He's been in multiple DC projects yes. as different characters. He was in uh, The Dark Knight. He was. Uh, he was like he's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, we loved him in Ant-Man and he the Wasp. He Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, he was in yeah, Polka Dot Man was, uh, with the Suicide Squad. So, But uh, yeah, there's not a lot of news. Again, as Paul said, we're right before D23. So uh, there's going to be a lot dropping for that. And we'll talk a little bit about that And today. that's also why we wanted to do this episode now. Yes. Because we have thoughts about the current state mm-hmm. of Marvel. So we thought, with it being back to school 
school time, we would go through a lot of the different phases from Marvel, and we would give each of the Marvel phases a different letter grade based on, you know, report cards. So we won't spend too, too much time on each of the phases because th- this will be a really long podcast. But let's just talk about really quick, let's introduce what the first phase is. So the first phase came out in 2008. So let's start off with a quick, now I don't have the answers to these, so you know. So I'm guessing just as much as you are. So let's, these are the phase one movies. So first of all, here, first one was Iron Man. So in Iron Man, what song plays at the beginning of the movie? Is it Iron Man? Is it Black? Back in Black, Ordinary World, or Stairway to Heaven? It's Back in Black. And you are correct. And that was going to be my guess too. And I'll be honest, if that was or was not going to be my guess. The next one after that is The Incredible Hulk. So that trivia question is, what does Tony tell Thaddeus Ross at the end of the film? Is it that he wants to study the Hulk, that he knows about S.H.I.E.L.D., that they are putting a team together, or that Thaddeus owes him money? Putting a team together. Yes, my guess too, and we are both correct. Iron Man 2 followed that one. What fake name does Natasha use when she first meets Tony? Is it Natalie Rushman, Natalia Romanoff, Nicole Rohan, and Naya Rabe? Natalie. The first one? I don't know this one. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know if I would have gotten that one. After that, you had Thor. So what does Thor want another of when he's in the diner? Is it a slice of pie, a piece of toast, a stack of pancakes, or a cup of coffee? Cup of coffee. Yes, it is. I knew that one, too. And finally, is it finally? No. And then Captain America, the first Avenger. Where does Peggy tell Steve she wants to meet him for a dance before he plunges into the ice? Is it the Cotton Club, El Morocco, the Stork Club, or the Copacabana? See, the Stork stork Club. Stork Club? Stork Club. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if I would have gotten that one. And then finally, the Avengers. Natasha remarks to Clint that the Battle of New York is a lot like what? Their time in Budapest, their time in Prague, their time in Istanbul, or their time in Slovakia, in Sokovia. Their time of the most dropped plot line ever. Oh, Budapest. I mean, excuse me. Yes. And that is, uh, that wraps up. Now, is Iron Man 3 a part of phase one? No, No, it ends with Avengers. Iron Man 3 starts phase two. So that's the first Avengers. So what are our thoughts on that first phase? So... Obviously, it is when they are first getting their their feet wet, right. like they're they're learning. They have not created their quote unquote formula, which we're going to talk about today too. The, yeah, Marvel, the formula. Marvel formula. So these movies all feel very different from each other. Yeah, very yeah. different. Yeah, especially when you've got like Captain America put up next to Thor. I, I'd even say, and also the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, those all three, like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. Like just taking out the Avengers really quick, they all look different yeah they have different feels they have different cinematography they have different music and they have different stories yeah like thor is very shakespearean iron man is very you know that sort of playboy sort of goofy tone to it whereas thor is very serious a lot of times and incredible hulk is depressing in a good way in the right way and we're gonna talk about that too but uh, i give it a solid b you know what that's the exact grade i was thinking i'm gonna keep Away from like the pluses and the minuses, just for the sake of of being able to differentiate okay. feelings. If I really feel yeah. that I need to, but I give this a solid B. I'm I'm all for the pluses and minuses, but I'm still sticking with my B. I feel that given that this was brand new territory that was being forged, I think it's you got to give it a lot of credit for that. I mean, it's it's clearly not. There's a lot of missteps in there. You know, like Iron Man Two is is a terrible movie, yeah. but it does introduce Natasha Romanoff in a great way. Like she's a, a powerful force in that film. You know, you do bring them all together in the event. The Avengers is is a fantastic movie. It's a great culmination of all these things. And you you know, it's neat seeing the tiny little threads coming through those films. And it did lay that groundwork for that interconnectedness Uh that everything had. So yeah, I'm sticking with my B as well. 
So after that, then you've got Iron Man 3, which is the start of Phase 2. So here's the question. What is the name of the little boy Tony befriends while he's stranded? Is it Harry, Henry, Harley, or Holden? Harley. Is it? Harley. I would have said Henry. You're right. Wow, you're better at this than I am. Thor The Dark World followed that one. Where do Sif and Volstag hide the reality stone at the end of the movie? Is it on Vormir inside Sif's sword in a vault on Asgard, or they give it to the collector? They give it to the collector. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yep, you are correct. Captain. So you haven't gotten any wrong yet. Not not yet. I've gotten like one or two wrong here. Captain America the Winter Soldier. What does the Winter Soldier say after Steve recognizes him for the first time? He says, who the hell is Bucky? Do I know you? He's gone, or what did you say? Who the hell is Bucky? Yeah, who the hell is Bucky? Then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy. What were the three items Rocket claims he needs in order to escape the prison? Is it a security guard, a fork, and an ankle monitor? Security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg? A pair of binoculars, a detonator, and a prosthetic leg? Or a knife, cable, wires, and Peter's mixtape? B. B, a security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg. Yes, it is. And is Avengers Age of Ultron the end of it? No, Ant-Man is. Ant-Man, okay. Avengers Age of Ultron, what word does Tony utter that makes Steve say language? Is it crap, a-hole, S-H-I-T, or, because remember, we're family-friendly, or idiot? S-H-I-T. Yes, it is. (laughs) Sugar, honey, iced tea. (laughs) Language. Did Cap just say language? And then finally, to end phase two, what animal does Darren Cross unsuccessfully shrink? Is it a mouse, a sheep, a duck, or a hamster? It's a sheep. I'm going to say hamster. Oh, you're right. Wow. It's horrific. <laughs> he turns it into goo and says, bring in the next one. They didn't fix See, anything in the Indian term. I've only see, You're a bigger fan of Ant-Man than I am. I love Ant-Man. I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I liked, I like Paul Rudd, obviously. I like the jokes, but all right. So let's talk about phase two. Phase two. Phase two is tough to grade because you have Thor the Dark World in it, and that really brings it down. It I want to give it an A, though, mm-hmm. because I Winter Soldier still is probably top five of Marvel movies, and that's almost 20 movies, Like, and anybody can agree with that. We also got Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man, which yeah. are, argue, for me anyway, those are still the most solid movies because it's weird because marvel as a franchise is a franchise but then they have individual characters and stories that are progressing it's 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 daunting yeah but it's also it reminds me of comic books that's how comic books are too and uh, that's why i can handle it but for me like watching guardians of the galaxy and Mm ant-man and seeing where they go and they only get better yeah but this is also where it started but i also really it's, it's. I really enjoy Avengers: Age of Ultron. It gets a bad really? rap. I, I. There's a, like so much that I really do enjoy in it, mm-hmm. and I, I get why people didn't. Like I can understand to yeah. a point, but I was like, I got the Hulk versus you know, the Hulkbuster. Like I got you know Vision being like a character that I wasn't familiar with, just being awesome. But yeah, I get it. It's a lot of setup. It's a lot of this. It's yeah. a lot of that. So I want to give it an A, but I think I'm gonna. Just cause, I mean, Captain America and the Winter Soldier really brings it elevates it. That's the problem. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with an actual A. Okay. Shockingly, I am giving it an A minus. Okay. Because well, first of all, Iron Man three don't it is no secret on this show that that is I love Iron Man three. It's Shane Black, and for me, this was Shane Black's Iron Man three was the first time that we got a sense of director trademarks and stamps on individual movies that, that Marvel was allowing them to. 
yes, you could come to the sandbox, but you're also allowed to bring your own toys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which also, again, are very like director stamps. Like, you know, you know, I should just stick with Guardians on that because that's very much a James Gunn film for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It was one of the first times where you saw, okay, they can take an existing property and put a genre onto it. So like, you know, the Russo brothers, they put on that like late 70s paranoid thriller genre onto it, which Robert Redford was in a lot of those Mm -hmm. films. And so it was neat to see him in that. So it was it was fun to see that, like, there's a lot of creativity that's being allowed in Marvel. Of course, I have to give it an A minus because it does have Thor Thor the Dark Dark World. World. Yeah. And for me, Ant-Man is is I like that it is a comedy. It's neat that they are, again, going with that different genre and everything. So it's it's. It showed a lot of hope and promise for Marvel because after phase one, it was like, okay, is this just going to be very cookie cutterish? And here it was like starting to expand for me. Cookie cutter starts in phase four. Yeah, unfortunately, we come back to that. All right. So next we've got phase three, which starts. Am I correct with that? Starts with Captain America Civil War. Right. Wow. All right. Who isn't on Iron Man's team? Is it Vision, Hawkeye, Black Panther or Black Widow? Hawkeye. It is indeed Hawkeye. Doctor Strange comes after that. What type of doctor is Stephen Strange? Is he a neurosurgeon, a cardiothoracic surgeon, a trauma surgeon, or a plastic surgeon? Neurosurgeon. I'm going to go with cardio... Wait, what is... No, that's heart. I'm going to... Damn it. Was I right? (laughs) You are right. I wouldn't have guessed that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 finish this blank, y'all. Is it Superman, Peter Pan, Underdog, or Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins. Of course, it's Mary Poppins. A Spider-Man homecoming, who does Stanley appear as? Is it a guy who Spider-Man helps cross the street? Is it a neighbor who's disturbed by a car alarm? Is it Peter's upstairs neighbor, or is it a guy who works at a hot dog cart? The neighbor with the car alarm. A neighbor who's disturbed by a car alarm? Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's right. I forgot about that. The hot dog one was X-Men. He's he's an X-Men cameo? A brief, like, blink and you miss it. Okay. It was, one of his, it was his, like his first cameo, I think, oh, or one wow. of them. And then Thor Ragnarok, which is Valkyrie's scrapper number. Ooh, this is tough. Oh, one. that is a tough one. Is it 3, 16, 142, or 232? I want to say it's 142. I do two. Oh, we're correct. Oh, thank God. Black Panther, what do Killmonger and Clow? Uh, Cla- is that how you say his name? Claw. Claw. Oh, that's right. It's K-L-A-U-E. In comics, it's spelled funny, but pronounced grammatically correct. That's how comics are. It's the funniest thing. What do Killmonger and Claw steal from the Museum of Great Britain? Is it just vibranium, vibranium and a mask, a map of Wakanda, or a map of Wakanda and vibranium? Vibranium and a mask. That would have been my guess, too. And we're right. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Infinity War. What elective class did Thor take on Asgard? Is it learning to speak Groot? Is it hammer making? Is it learning to fly a spaceship? Or how to take care of rabbits? Groot. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's... Now, is that... It, it it keeps going, right? This is a long phase. Oh, yeah. We oh still have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Spider-Man. Wow, Final. it's a long phase. Yeah, this is the longest one so far. All right, so Ant-Man and the Wasp. Scott hid an old Ant-Man suit underneath a trophy. What did the trophy say? World's best grandma. Is it Your options are greatest dad, greatest superhero, greatest aunt, or greatest grandma? Grandma, yeah. And you're correct. Captain Marvel, what is Carol's nickname for Monica? Is it Sergeant Danger, Commander Monica, Lieutenant Trouble, or General Mo? Lieutenant Trouble. I have no idea on that one. It's Lieutenant Trouble. Wow, you, it is. And finally, Avengers Endgame. Not finally. We got Far From Home after this, too. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's how. Wow. Yeah. Avengers Endgame, what is Natasha's final line before she sacrifices herself on Vormir? Let is me it, go. Let me go. It's okay. Tell everyone I something. And Clint. Let me go. Let me go. No. Oh, is it uh, the second one then? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have gotten that one well, wrong. Well, those, they they're it's the same dialogue, yeah. just flipped. Yeah. I yeah. would have gotten that one wrong. She would say, I think she says, let me go. It's okay then. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you half a point for that. I'll take it. (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home. What necklace does Peter buy for MJ? Is it a Black Dahlia necklace, a Black Sunflower necklace, a St. Christopher necklace, or a New York City Skyline necklace? Black Dahlia. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, right, because they're fans of the the murder. murder, Yeah. Wow. Very nice. So, phase three? A plus. Absolutely. There, There are some that I don't like in here. I'm still not a big Captain Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, like the most solid, and this was, I hate to say it, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to put it out there. Okay. This is peak MCU. Because <sighs> especially we're getting into yeah. the multiverse saga. So when when we say peak, that indicates that Marvel has peaked and may be coming down. So how do you feel about Ant-Man and the Wasp? I really enjoy it. Really? It's, it's fun and it shows consequences to what happened. Because we only get to see a little bit of Hawkeye, like... Because obviously he also takes a deal mm-hmm. at the end of Civil War. But we don't get to see a lot of that until his show much mm-hmm. later on. But I, I enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think the chemistry is there. The effects got much better. Mm-hmm. Especially in the scenes where he's small and other people are big and they, they play around with that. Ghost was underwhelming as a villain, in all honesty. Yeah, that that's part of my problem with it. But the rest of it was just so much fun and so good. And it, like Paul Rudd is just such a great actor with stuff like that. Like I love, they poke fun at all. He's like, we're wearing baseball caps and sunglasses. We look like we're going to a baseball game, not disguised (laughs) because that was the Marvel disguise. Yeah. But like, I, I, I could sit down and watch that movie. I could throw it on. Oh yeah. And and just like looking through, I mean, the fact that it starts off with civil war Mm -hmm. is, is extraordinary. Cause I mean, that's, that's a real, it's not as, I don't think it's as great as winter soldier, but it comes really close. So for that, it is my favorite movie. Uh, it's my favorite MCU movie. Really? Yeah. But without the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. just cause I think that that's kind of cheating, right. but it's my favorite MCU movie, but I will always say that winter soldier is the better movie. I think for me, winter soldier is the better plot because there's so many twists to it. Whereas yeah. civil war philosophically is one of the best films because it really tackles a big issue of, should superhero people be sort of controlled I actually, a little I bit? I think be- the reason I love it so much is because the villain wins. They do not win at the end no, of that movie. No, And that's the re. And again, I've talked about this for DC. The DCEU, at least every movie, has a consequence that leads to the next movie. Yes. Right? So, you know, Superman appearing in Metropolis leads to Batman versus Superman, yeah. which leads to Suicide Squad, which leads to Justice League. So I always like that, that causality, mm-hmm. especially with superheroes. This was like the first time that Civil War directly leads to Thanos winning. Yeah. He wins because they were not together as a team. And it, it shows a lot of negative. Yeah. It, like you said, it shows a lot of negative consequences. It shows the, the good guys don't always win. That It, it, it shows areas of gray, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, bo- both Iron Man and Cap have excellent points for their arguments. Oh, yeah. And, and it's funny. We, we still discuss it in our household that my wife is very much Team Iron Man. That she's like... There should be some responsibility there, you know, especially, you know, looking back at Sokovia and, and how, uh, how much of a disaster that was. And everything. You know, I was that movie was on the other day and I was watching it because sci fi shows it a lot. Yeah. I always like to point out in my head because that's who I talk to. No, which one? Ultron or Civil War? Civil War. OK, there there's a scene where obviously where they're showing all the footage of all the things that have happened. Right. Not a single uh, piece of footage of the abomination that Thunderbolt Ross created. <laughs> 
<laughs> Weird. Destroying yeah, Harlem. We'll, we'll talk about that in a yeah. minute. Yeah, I, this is an A-plus for me. Even though, like, well, all right, starting off with that, then Doctor Strange is not my favorite movie, but at least it introduces magic into the MCU, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Guardians I of the Galaxy. I saw my issues with the magic in the MCU. Really? Yeah. I like, I like very, like, spell casty magic and like and latin phrases and like the power like like a like a solid john constantine or a dr fate even where it's like where it's like big it's like grandiose or even zatanna who has to say all of her spells backwards it's just such a cool or early harry potter where they actually said the spells spells. instead of just shot their wands like guns yeah and i think it wasn't until agatha comes along that we see a different kind of magic Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until then that they were like oh this is sorcerer magic this is chaos magic this is you know purple magic whatever agatha had but purple magic it makes sense but like you know what i mean i i there's always something really cool about like one of those spell casters would like Mm -hmm. they'd like put their hands together and then they'd start reciting their spell and things would change around them and like big explosions and just that that power i feel like the mcu still misses out on that they're still figuring that out because i i know like for example in you know, Spider-Man, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, Spider-Man Far From Home, he's doing that spell and there's there's runes that are appearing, but he's not saying anything, but yeah. he's he's mixing things. Like there's actually like a formula there, but I but he think- did it in Thor Ragnarok too, where he takes the hair and then he moves oh, it around. Right, like, yeah. But like, I feel like spell casting, I don't want to say- There needs to be some rules here. It looks easy. Yeah. It like it looks like you can just go and do it, and that's why I had a problem with Ned being able to do magic. Yeah, that's because a whole other it's thing. like. He's not magical, but he's doing magic, but I'm sure they're hinting at something, but it just seemed too easy. Yeah, mm. I agree with you. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I rewatched that like about a year ago. That is a way better movie than I remember. Oh, yeah. Holy cow, there's so much depth to it and, mm-hmm. and, and with, with daddy issues and everything. It's, it's brilliant. And then, you know, of course, we all celebrated. This is the phase we all celebrated the return of Spider-Man yeah. into the MCU. So we, we can't forget about that. Thor Ragnarok, which but just... But also, we talked about Guardians when it first came out. We did an episode about it, and I remember... And I stand by this still. This, this is one or two. The second one. Second. This is where Marvel started getting silly. So you you, in you two? have you have Drax in the first one who the the humor came from Drax just not being aware, right? Mm-hmm. You know, metaphors. I, I don't. Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. But then we get the next episode where it's like they're making poop jokes, and he keeps yelling oh, about right. his nipples. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I get it. Drax is more relaxed i don't know but that was the first indicator that and then we get it even worse with thor and the worst with hulk yeah i and and i i think you're right about that because it it's like they found something good and now they're indulging in it Mm -hmm. and that's a problem you want to have some restraint with that stuff and and because when it and that's part of the problem too i think with the mcu too is that every film feels like it needs to go Bigger than the last one. And also, my other issue with the MCU is everybody's so good at everything. Everybody has friend groups, right? And everybody in a friend group has the funny friends. In our case, it's usually Ronnie. Like, I'll I'll concede that point. (laughs) Ronnie's very funny. And that's like his thing. Then we always have the person that like, all right, they're the responsible one. They're the... The problem is, especially in the MCU, everybody's quipping and funny. Yeah. Like, everybody is very quick to make a joke even steve rogers like towards the end he was making more more jokes but i was like it's it's weird this is where it really started and this is where it still kind of annoys me Mm -hmm. to this point 
Well, I, I actually have something to say about that later mm-hmm. on when we talk a little bit about She-Hulk. Oh, very little, very she, little. Because She-Hulk is starts out very quippy. Mm-hmm. It's finding jokes now. Like, I, you're only on the first episode. Yeah. I'm on the third episode. And it's getting better with that, it, where it's not as much quips as now it's actual jokes. So I'm hoping they're finding their footing with that. But yeah, I mean, Ragnarok, Black Panther, the, the Avengers saga, Infinity War saga. Wow. Yeah. It is probably the best phase. Yeah. So, all right. So that ends phase three. So we're going to take a quick break. You don't want, we can do phase four. You don't want to do a break. We, do you want to do phase four or Look, do you want to take a well, break first? Let's, let's take a break at the peak. Fine. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Hey guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Welcome back. We are covering the phases of Marvel and giving them... It's our back-to-school edition, so we're giving them letter grades. Paul has been killing it with the trivia here, much better than I am, so I think I have to concede that Paul knows more about Marvel than I do. I'm just I'm just a, a different kind of nerd. You're good at this. Okay, so next we've got phase four. And as we said before the break... Marvel seemed to kind of peak with phase three. Like it was, it was such a cultural event, you know, and even like the infinity war and end game movies were, we all, we are big opening weekend fans that we like to go with the crowd. I don't know if I like people all that much, but I don't want to miss out. And I also like the sort of the, the reaction, the, the reactions, the buzz. I in would there, say the cheering 90% of a Marvel movie. The crowd yeah. is good. We like, yeah. mo- if we're going to like, I remember one of the worst movie experiences we had were was Top Gun. Like we had just such a terrible crowd when when producer yeah. Mel and I went to go see Top Crud, Top Gun. Top Crud. Top. Cr- yeah. no, <laughs> I didn't see it yet. So great, I can't great say. movie. Like we loved it, but like the crowd was just a nightmare. Did you see it opening weekend? I don't remember. Okay. I don't think. I think we saw it like a week or two after. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, but just like oh, and then uh, Godzilla versus Kong had a terrible crowd yeah. when we first, and we were so excited to to be going back to the movies, especially for something like that. Right. And oh, but. I, I remember seeing Civil War in the theater, and we didn't see it opening weekend. And I just remember like somebody's grandmother sitting next to me yeah. trying to figure out who everybody was, and she, she was mixing up. Is that people. Batman? <laughs> no, um, but nothing but yeah. will ever beat seeing Endgame in yeah. the theater on opening night. I think too with Endgame, there was so much we didn't know because they were only showing trailers in the trailers. They were only showing stuff like. From, from the, the first, first 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And so I remember when the words five years later came up on the screen oh, and there man. was an audible gasp in the theater from everyone because we couldn't yeah. believe it. That was wild. Yeah, it is fun to see it on opening weekend. And I know that like, I'm sure Wakanda Forever will be fun to see opening weekend because there's so little we know. And I'm hoping it stays that. And I think that'll be a very emotional film too because we feel the loss of... Well, that, of that's the only film of phase Bozeman. four that has not... 
come out yet. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about phase four. Phase four is, I'm going to dub it the experimental phase. I will actually argue that. Okay. Especially with the very first movie now, we're talking about. Here's why I dub it the experimental phase. Cause this is the point at which they ventured into television and I think they they didn't know how how it would go over, what kind of fan re- reaction and and crowds they would get. Because also, this is the time where people can't go and see things on an opening weekend because it's at your it's in home. Also, remember that this is you know the first film of the phase was Black Widow. Now, please, I, I I don't disagree with you, but also remember that Black Widow. This is the COVID era of films, too. And so Black Widow was supposed to come out in the theaters. Now, I'm not saying it would have been any better of an Same experience. movie. Same and movie. Nothing, nothing to do with, yeah. with COVID or quarantines or being miserable in general. This right. movie is just terrible. It, it, they tried to do a James Bond riff with it, with the big, you know, villain having this grandiose, ridiculous plan. And I, I can appreciate it, but I think we can all agree to that the Black Widow movie was like five years too late. And also just the most play it safe, put the movie out for the sake of saying we did it right it felt like it was placating it felt like it was condescending yeah. it felt like it was just trying to get a oh we're we're inclusive too look we have our first yeah like i will still throw on wonder woman over this movie i don't disagree with you on that this black widow and we talk about it in our actual episode but it starts off with like a solid like oh wow they're going dark with this what was it i forget the opening montage of her and yelena's kids and then it oh, shows like all the news right. articles about like you know children's slavery like they were going like really dark for a second and then suddenly it turns into the a Marvel movie in yeah. the in not in a good way. No. This is the point where it started to get cookie cutterish and ridiculous. Like and it was so safe. Yes. And what explain they should have done a movie of her being hunted by Hawkeye in Budapest. Oh, yeah. That should have been the if we were gonna do a prequel or an in-between quill or whatever, mm. you should have done the ep- the story of how she became a shield agent. How she got her red in her ledger. Yeah. And unfortunately, they decided, no, we can't. People forget she was an assassin. She killed people. Like, Black Widow in the comics was a bad guy when she first got introduced. Yeah. She was a villain. The only good thing that came out of that movie Yelena. for me was Yelena. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll and agree. Florence Pugh is just, she is a treasure. She is awesome. She I love everything she does. She needs to be protected at all costs. Yeah. She, I love her in Midsummer. She is just, it's such a great, like the end. Have you ever seen Midsummer? No, oh I'm my, not, my, not my style. No. no. Uh, the ending of her having the, the dance of where she's the flower queen yeah. and it's just horrific and wonderful. Was Black Widow when they introduced, uh, what's her name, DeFontaine? No, no, it was in Falcon. It was Falcon and the Winter okay. Soldier. So we don't see her yet. So you've got Black Widow. Now here, we'll do this. We'll Here are the films. Although if I do that, that's not going to work. Just eh. do the films. All right, here are the films. Now. Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals. Go ahead, give your little... Uh, uh. I, I am so <laughs> indifferent about Eternals at this point. Yeah. I'll never watch it again. Go ahead, name three heroes from Eternals. Fastos, that's uh, one Icarus. More, that's two more than I would have gotten. Yeah, Fastos, Icarus, and Sprite. Oh, impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could name any of them. I know Angelina Jolie. Yeah, uh, I know the Kirk, actors. Uh, Kumal Nanjari. Nin- Nin- and uh, the only character and, that they've... Re- and uh, Rob Stark. Klingo. That's about it. Klingo. <laughs> that, that's the only hero they've referenced since. Really? Klingo. Yeah. 
they did reference the giant Eternals thing yeah, in the heard. ocean. And yeah. a man with claws. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. You've got, after Eternals, you had Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. which is... Still so good. Yes and no. It's And we've mentioned this, that it was a lot of fan service. Oh, yeah. And, the, and I believe, aren't they re-releasing it this weekend? Yeah, it's out right now. Okay. With the, like 11, 11 minutes of new footage. Uh, it's not worth the $11 that I'm paying for the ticket. <laughs> not today. Did, oh, did you know the this? Yeah, the movie day. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. What? Today, I, I know this won't mean anything to you now because on you're, Tuesday you're passed, when you're yeah, listening to this. But on, uh, hopefully, you took advantage of Cinema Day today. Yeah. On uh, there's three thousand participating theaters, and actually, the Danbury Theater near us. Any film that you go to on this Saturday is only three dollars. That's nice. Which is neat. That mm-hmm. kind of recreates the fun of movies again. Mm-hmm. After that, you've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I got to rewatch. I keep saying I'm going to rewatch. No I don't interest. know if I will. I, I love it because it's a Sam Raimi film, and I'd love to see a director's cut of it with Sam Raimi's stuff, more stuff in it. But I can understand that's not for everyone. Thor Love and Thunder, which you were saying earlier before we started recording, that it's only gone downhill for you since. Yes. Why is that? They made Thor dumb. Like, dumb, dumb. Mm. He is not as likable in this movie. He is not... He was... The, my problem with Thor is they, they started off one way and then they found out that they people didn't like it. So they found a good version of Thor. Thor peaks for me in Infinity War where he was the best combination of Ragnarok and the fact that he is a battle-hardened warrior who's thousands of years old. Yeah, where he says like, I see you've copied my beard, but yeah. then he kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah. People tend to forget that he was like the original Captain Marvel. He was blowing through spaceships. Like yeah. he, that was peak Thor. He beheads Thanos. Yes, and he also <laughs> like he he goes through depression and post traumatic stress, but they turn they even turn that into a joke. A little bit in Endgame, yeah. yeah especially like you know, Rhodey of all people, who's like who makes a comment about Cheese Whiz. Yeah. Like he's a soldier. He he should know what yeah. shell shock looks like. Yeah. But for me, Thor, and the more I've thought about Love and Thunder, because producer Melanie didn't get to see it, so when it comes out on Disney Plus, I think next week at the time of recording, mm. we'll, we'll probably sit down and watch it. But like the more I thought about it, I was like they really did. They've they've done the they've they've hulked the Thor. Yeah. You know, I like that. I hate to say it. Now you know, we're gonna talk about it a little bit when we briefly talk about She Hulk. I but. love seeing Jane Foster back. I love seeing her as a badass. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I remember seeing the commercials and the trailers for it ahead of time and being a little worried. I'm like, this looks a little too jokey. Very jokey. Yeah. And also I still think it's very strange how they gave so much sentience to the the hammer and the axe out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it was funny once, like when the axe kind of floats into frame. Right. That was funny, but then like it turned into a a little too much. Again, it goes into that indulgence aspect. They also gave Taika Waititi, I think, too much freedom. <laughs> after after he did, when he did Ragnarok, he was able to do his his humor and stuff like that. But then, like, they still pulled it back. Yeah. I do like that he was able to introduce Greek mythology into it, with which was great. But also that leads to a thousand Zeus other questions with you know, especially with the Eternals. Yeah, how but, many worlds are there? <laughs> not even how many worlds are there, but the Eternals were worshipped as gods too. Oh, yeah. But then they find out that the gods are real? So the only good news we have about this is the possibility of Black Panther Wakanda Forever being the end of the... Well, we think the end of the... uh, Although they've said... James Gunn has said that his thing is the end of Phase 4, the 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 holiday special. special. I I don't count that. I still look at the movies when I think of the phases. Agreed. Wakanda Forever. And I have to say... Judging from the trailer for it, it looks very, 
very much a continuity in terms of tone and feel. Like it doesn't look like that same indulgence that that you know Taika Waititi went to and James Gunn went to. It looks very similar to Black Pan- the first Black Panther. Mm. So this could be good. We'll see. I have hope I trust, for it. Yeah, and I trust Ryan Coogler, who you know he's he knows how to do a sequel. But we also trusted Taika Waititi. I know. And I again, the more I watch Thor, I don't like what they're doing with their characters. Yeah. Like. Do, not every character has to be funny. I know. Like, I, I don't need quipping to be entertained all the time. And then they don't, they don't know how to do drama in the MCU. They don't know how to, like, there are a few instances they where they do. They tried with the Eternals. They tried, and it just didn't land. Yeah. And also, or even, like, they, they have trouble with social, social and political motions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Captain America, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really good, and it had a lot of good points and a lot of powerful moments. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the end where he's like, you got to do better, yeah. Senator. Like, oh, my God, no. And that brings us to our television portion now. So this was a sort of interspersed, which was kind of neat because there were some crossover plot things, mm-hmm. not a lot. Like, you could get by without watching any of the television, I think. You know, if you just kind of showed up to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, of madness and you were like what what's been going on with wanda i don't know and then you saw her kind of turning like that you would have gotten it yeah much. you could survive so it started off with wandavision which in our household my wife swears that wandavision is the best one of all the television Sean shows. likes it too yeah, yeah. From cinematic Adventures. I, I can see that i think it falls apart a little bit at the end and unfortunately that's due to covid restrictions probably because i know they wanted to go bigger i know dr strange was supposed to be in it but i i get it too much then you've got falcon and the winter soldier which i always i know ronnie loves it he, yeah it's his favorite i actually find that well i used to say it was one of the worst ones now i might change that yeah then you've got loki which i th- i think loki's one of the better ones and so i'm of the opposite really you think it's one of the lesser? i i was disappointed with the way they presented it and i thought it was going to be traveling throughout the multiverse yeah that's I, how I they remember. presented it with all the different lokis and all that stuff and then we didn't get really any of that towards until the very end. I like it because it introduced the time variance authority the mm-hmm. tva which was a neat like functioning government agency that I think is going to come back a little bit and we're going to see that a lot, especially in the later uh, stuff of Phase 5. I wasn't thrilled that they introduced what's his name at the end there? He Who Remains? The Kang variant. Yeah. I like that they did, but I when I read about what they were going to do instead, I like that. Because I don't know if you're familiar with what they were supposed to do instead. They were supposed to show, it was like the last temptation of Loki of like, look, here's all the things that you could have and could have been. Mm-hmm. And they would have showed him like as Thor at one point. Oh, and yeah. like all I've these heard, other versions. briefly about that. And that to me just makes more sense with the series. So I was kind of disappointed with that. Then you've got the Hawkeye show. Which, which we love. We love. It's It's a kind of a guilty pleasure, but I still love it. I think it did. I think it's what Black Widow should have done. Unfortunately, mm. Black Widow should have done a Disney Plus show, and it could have been flashbacks to Budapest. I know, but say Levy. Then you've got Moon Knight, which were hit or miss. We're kind of in the middle with it. I hated it. I know you I hated really it. Did. I would like to see more of that world. I would like to see him interact with some of the other heroes because mm-hmm. it felt so disconnected from the rest of the MCU, which was strange. It was. Yeah. Then Ms. Marvel, which I have to say, the further I'm getting away from Ms. Marvel, the less passionate I'm getting about it. Mm. I love the character, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm with you. And then we're in the middle of She-Hulk right now, and we are three episodes into She-Hulk. I know you've seen one. I've seen three. I will say when I first started, I'm like, 
this is worrisome. It does get better with each episode so Which we, far. we tend to say about the MCU shows. We, we, de- we definitely... See, I was the opposite, though, with Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, I was like, wow, this is yeah. the best start ever, and then it went downhill. Which was uh, the unique outlier. Because we, yeah. we usually say that most of the shows start off a little wonky, and then they, they get there. Yeah. So the the reason we did this episode because we're also talking about is marvel now heading towards a dc mess is yeah. it getting is, are we finally hitting that point with marvel that everybody always talked about with oversaturation and just overdoing it and too much and it feels like for me anyway that marvel is is on the precipice they're they're near where they're going to jump the shark i feel like we're at a critical point where they need to they could either jump the shark or make the right decision they so before to- we do that though do you want to give Phase Four a letter? I want to wait till Black Panther: Wakanda Forever because mm-hmm. right now it's sitting at a. Unfortunately, as much as I love Shang Chi and Spider Man, like I love those movies, I've, I've the more I've watched Shang Chi, the more I've enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'm a big fan of Spider Man: No Way Home because Spider Man's top five superheroes right. for me of all time. It's right now it's sitting at a C. I am between a C and a C plus, and, and, I, and I'm C plus only because it's introducing a lot of cool characters. Mm-hmm. The movies for, and, and shows a lot, for the most part, have not been good. Yeah. So I, I like the setups, but yeah, it, it's not. So I'm between a C and a C plus mm-hmm. here. And, and Wakanda forever. And now D23 might be introducing this werewolf by night thing, they're which talk, comes out at Halloween. Werewolf by night, Armor Wars, Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Because now apparently Penn, Penn Bradley, the, guy, the kid from You. Like the creepy serial killer. Yes, he I haven't in, watched it, but I know who you're talking there about. Are, there's a lot of talk that he is going to be cast as Mr. Fantastic. I heard that. Yeah. I heard a weird rumor that Henry Cavill might be Mr. Fantastic, I which I really it. hope that doesn't... I, would ta- I wouldn't take it, no. As no. much as I love... He would be a funny thing, actually. That'd be really oh, funny. Oh, that would be. Uh, hiring like the most handsome, muscular, coolest yeah. guy. So the reason I bring that up is because Phase 4, we know, ends with Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special. But right now, there is nothing on the Disney Plus block scheduled for a start date. And I think they're probably going to announce it at D23. So they may announce like the werewolf thing, which might could bring in Blade, which yeah. would be cool. So right now, I'm at a CC Plus. So here's, here's my concern. And this is my biggest concern. I was re-watching Daredevil today. Wait, which one? The, 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 the show. Okay, with because the, with obviously Charlie he's Cox. he's okay. making his reemergence as Daredevil in She-Hulk's hopefully soon. Like we're all just kind of wait. I hate to say it, that's what I'm waiting for. Now I, here's the thing I'm confused about because he's an East Coaster, She-Hulk is a West Coaster. Mm-hmm. How is this going? What's what? Yeah, well they'll figure out a way to yeah. to make it happen. But. I will I will say this, and this isn't spoiling too much for you, but at some point in episode three, somebody some bad guys refer to the boss. Yeah. Now that could be either Kingpin or it could be the leader. I've heard the yeah. leader because the leader runs the uh, the Wrecking Crew a lot in yeah. the comics. But so here here's my issue. We we talked about how much we hated what they did with the Hulk. Like it was funny in the in in Endgame where he's smart Hulk and it's funny toward you know at the first watch. But now they neutered the Hulk. They killed mm-hmm. the Hulk. Agreed. They killed the character of the Hulk because when they said, "Oh, I managed to merge." You didn't merge anything. You killed the Hulk and took his body. Like, the Hulk doesn't exist anymore. Has that happened in the comics? Yes. There have been thousands of iterations of the Hulk. There's been Savage Hulk, Grey Hulk, World War Hulk, Hulk's Earth Smasher Hulk. Like, like, there have been so many different versions of the character of the Hulk, and it's always been one of the more interesting aspects of comics. But the problem is, the Hulk is gone. Now there's all these rumors about a World War Hulk movie. Yeah. We'll see. 
you can't do it with that Hulk. Yeah, in She-Hulk, Sakar, there's a you saw in the first episode mm-hmm. a Sakarian sh- message ship comes and they're they're giving messages and to get Hulk into some things and we think that could be a World War Hulk, we're not sure. Which is interesting because Universal owns the rights to the Hulk. Do they? Oh, yeah, the film rights, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. That's why when you watch The Incredible Hulk, it's a Universal film. That's right. Same thing with Spider-Man and yeah. Sony. So, I am just I hate what they did with the Hulk, especially in these like we got little brief glimpses of the Hulk, but then they also just wipe their hands. Oh, my arm's fine. Yeah. Yeah. At least they explained that away in She-Hulk. Yeah, because I remember when yeah. we saw Shang-Chi, we were like, questions? Yeah. But here's my concern. I'm looking at Phase 5, right? We have yep. we have movies like Blade, cool. Thunderbolts, cool. Daredevil's coming back. Awesome. But they're going to be Marvel, like MCU. <laughs> and I hate to say it. Like, did they go places with John Walker and Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. There was some dark stuff there. And that gave me hope. Me but too. now I'm watching She-Hulk twerk with Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I'm looking at phase five and I, it looks like they could go dark if they so chose to. Because Quantum Mania is what kicks it off and that could fracture everything. Because apparently which is that's cool. where Kang is making his... Yeah. Debut. And if they do that, that will be awesome because then you've got, like we said, Blade, Captain America, New World Order, which that sounds terrifying, yeah. to be honest. And then Thunderbolts. As long my worry about Thunderbolts is that they go for like a suicide squad thing with it. You, as a PG, we saw what happens when you do a PG 13 suicide yeah, squad. I know. If Marvel, I hate to say it, if Marvel had balls, they would make Blade and Thunderbolts R rated. That would be awesome. They won't do it, though. And that's why we were concerned about Deadpool. It's the only right. only I movie. Gonna, I was going to say that Deadpool. There's been rumors of it still going R. And I it, will. It, it supposedly is. Here's the other thing too, and this has changed in the past. I think six months. Disney Plus has started hosting R-rated movies. Right. That's a good sign. There's, in fact, they have Logan up there. Logan um, and both Deadpools were the first yes. ones. So that's that's a promising sign. So I I'm hoping Kevin Feige has some like ideas here especially when you've got like agatha coven of chaos and daredevil born again kind of coming one after the other it would be nice to have a little bit of darkness and and not this sort of like just happy quippy kind of well that's why time moon knight for me moon knight they were able to skate by that hyper violence just Mm -hmm. with the flashbacks or like with the uh, the blackouts which i actually didn't have a problem with per se I was okay with it for the first few episodes. Yeah, they did la- Yeah, Jake. at the end there, I wish they had done I, it. I want a Midnight Suns movie or TV show. With, Explain uh, what that is. I think it's Daredevil, Punisher, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, like some of the more darker oh, superheroes heard that, yeah. together. Uh, they're making a game coming out, which I'm excited for. But like, I would not say no to that sort of thing, just like how I would love a Justice League dark actual movie. So let's say Phase 5 does not go dark. What what do you anticipate for a possible? Could it be worse than Phase Four? See, I I think also the problem with Phase Four is we had expectations. It was the sequel phase for mm-hmm. the most part. Spider Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Thor, and now Black Panther. Even Black Widow, I'll argue, is a sequel prequel in between. It is. I, I, you're right. The only that. two movies that are completely original, quote unquote, Shang Chi and the Eternals, mm-hmm. like. That sounds like a fun movie, actually. I'd, I'd watch Shang-Chi that. and the Eternals. I'd watch that. Sounds like a band. <laughs> but I was, I think, I want to say that Phase 4 just had so much hype and it just didn't live up to the hype. And maybe over time we'll kind of look back on it and be like, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Mm-hmm. Or it wasn't as concerning. Especially depending on what happens with, you know, Black Panther and then Phase 5. 
but I'm I'm getting more. I'm still saying I'm I'm feeling a little. Here's another question for you because I'm looking at this and I'm like, Ant Man twenty three, Guardians three twenty three, Blade twenty 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 three, Captain America twenty twenty four, Secret Invasion twenty three, Echo twenty twenty three. Are we getting too much all at once? Possible. That's what happened with Star Wars. Too much all at once. Yeah. They went too big too far. So if you had to give advice to Phase 5, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige is right here now in the studio with us. What would you tell him? Don't be afraid to embrace a darker side. Mm -hmm. Use your mediums properly. Mm -hmm. And I would say... Quantify that. What do you mean by use your mediums properly? If you want to introduce new characters, I would say go the TV route. Okay. I would say maybe try doing that a little bit more, but also not forgetting the movies, because that's what they're doing for Thunderbolts for the most part. Thunderbolts feels like it's more of the TV characters. Mm-hmm. Lay off on the comedy. Yeah. Um, does the abomination need to be funny? Do we have Joss Whedon to blame for that? I think so. Okay. He set a tone. The tone was set. It worked. It made billions of dollars. Don't, don't mess with your winning formula. I get it. I wonder if John Favreau... Like, cause you know, obviously Iron, Tony Stark is quippy, but see Iron in Iron Man, only Tony Stark only is. He is right. Like does Rhodey get in a couple of zingers? Yes. As Tony's friend. But then Joss Whedon ramped it up with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I would also say, don't be afraid of your R ratings. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like we love Daredevil, Jessica Jones, even Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage. They were all good mm-hmm. and we enjoyed them for the most part. Iron Fist can go away. <laughs> But, like, they were not afraid to be dark and violent and do the Thunderbolts should be dark and violent. Yeah, I I would say to Kevin Feige, know your audience and know that it's not necessarily 12-year-old boys. Mm -hmm. We've grown up. We've grown up, right. You know, Iron Man was 2008, you know, and and this is now almost 15 years later. Wild. So, like, we've grown up with this. Know that... and, and. And you know what? Uh, So I would say to Kevin Feige, and this is something that was actually addressed a lot in the most recent She-Hulk episode. Don't be afraid of the trolls. There is, and I, I actually am in the middle of writing my review for episode three. They tend to bomb a lot of the IMDb stuff. Yeah. And like, for example, Moon Knight is sitting at 7.3, I think it is. And Ms. Marvel is at 6.1 and She-Hulk's at 5.0. Are they not that great? Yeah. Given, but are, is Moon Knight that much better than those? I don't know about that. That's the problem with things like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like yeah. that. It is very, it's easily manipulated. Yeah. I can go online right now and get a hundred new positive reviews for the podcast for five dollars. Wow! Like, why haven't we done? That? Because that's a very slippery slope, and it doesn't actually create retention morally or financially. Damn it! <laughs> but uh, no, because it it doesn't create actual real audience yeah. or retention. But like that's how easy it is, yeah, it is. To, to buy. I mean, look at you know. Now we found out that really the Snyder Cut was was fueled a lot by by bots, also by a very passionate fan base. Like we won't even. But like the Flash winning the Academy Award, yeah, like that. Even me, speed force. even me as like the the biggest supporter and the biggest fan. As I like to consider myself also objective and not toxic in that mm. regards. I, even I was like, no. Yeah, is it really better than Luke's "I Am Your Father" or a better Sam- than what was the other? Uh, it was Avengers Assemble or something. Or was some, it or Casa? Blanca's here's looking yeah. at you, kid. Come so on. yeah, no, I'm I I will be the first one to admit it. But like, I don't know. It's just there, there is no right answer because yeah. we I, we still enjoy the movies. We still go like we watched Thor: Love and Thunder. It was 
It was all right. It was fine, and I don't want fine. I, want, I don't want fine either. Yeah, I, I have to say, I'm actually, I would prefer, at least with Eternals, it was a swinging for the, you know, the home run, and it was a big miss. Mm-hmm. But at least they were trying for a home run. I feel like so many of the others are, they're just playing it safe. Yeah, my problem with the Eternals was just, it was too long. It was. It was such a long, like, I I can't put, like, as much as I love, like, the Snyder Cut, I can't put on the Snyder Cut. Here's uh, you know what this is bad for me to say this but I'm going this is my also advice for Kevin Feige get a little bit more involved in the final cut I mm. feel like and you reference this with giving Taika Waititi too much freedom I think Chloe Zhao you know Taika Waititi a lot of these great great directors sometimes need to be controlled a little bit like I'm thinking back to I forget his name who did Donnie Darko if you look at the director cut of Donnie Darko it is not a very good movie Mm -hmm. actually the studio cut is significantly better and then he did follow-up films after Donnie Darko where he was given free reign Richard Kelly thank you Richard Kelly and they're terrible because like they need someone to come in and say no I, I see what you're trying to go for, but let's kind of form and shape this a little bit better. And, and I think Kevin Feige can do that. And I argue that that's how I feel about Zack Snyder. Yeah. Zack Snyder can do a visual story. Yep. He can do a fight scene. He can do beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like That's why I like the DC movies in a different way than the Marvel movies. They're, the DC movies have like iconic moments. Yes. Like, you could take a picture of any moment in a DC and it film great. and it, you could frame it. Yeah. yeah. Like Even like, like Superman flying above the family, that's mm-hmm. like reaching out from like the symbolism in a lot of his stuff is just really good he needs somebody with a good script and be like zach this is the story yeah. like this is the story is the director's cut of most of his movies better usually but i think he's it's same kind of thing he yeah. as much as i love him and don't come at us you know snyder fans like because i'm a big snyder fan he needs somebody to keep him on on trajectory yeah. and write I, a good script for him. And I him. feel like 300 kind of was that too. 300 is the best example yeah. of Zack Snyder combining a, a decent script, yeah. a very simple script, and visuals. I wonder too, I'm thinking about some of the Mar- Disney Plus shows, I wonder if Kevin Feige wasn't involved in, in Final Cut because like Gao is the one who's doing She-Hulk right now. And there's some great things there, but I think it needs some like someone who knows what they're doing higher up saying okay let's trim this here let's fix this tighten that up let's move this over there and i think that's what happened and what went wrong with ms marvel mm-hmm. that it was given a little bit too much freedom so i i would say kevin feige get get in there in the editing room yeah okay so that that's phase five phase six is too far down the road so yeah. oh real quick what are you hoping out of d23 something with fantastic four Okay. Anything. Apparently there was a cut scene or concept from Doctor Strange where at the end of the the original post credit scene was supposed to be Doctor uh, the main continuity Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Not you don't see who who's playing him no. just observing all the things that are happening. Yeah, yeah, I heard like a stretchy arm was supposed to yeah. come in or something like that. Which I'm fine with. I think tease like that's always good. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see I I I think we talked about Fantastic 4. I don't need to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Like I that do. was that was fan service. I don't. I don't need to. See I, I think actually maybe that's more good advice for Kevin Feige. Don't fan service us. Give us something that we didn't know we wanted. Do fans fan service can really work in some regards, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it, I think they're starting to rely on it a little bit too much. So yeah. I'd rather. I, the only thing I do hope for with Fantastic Four is I really, really, really want Steve from Stranger Things to play fan, Johnny, Johnny Storm. Storm yeah. <laughs> I would actually be okay with Zachary Montgomery from Who's Stranger that? Things. Billy. 
Which one's Billy? Billy was in the second season. He, oh, was Max's it? brother. Max's brother, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He would be a good one, too. Yeah, I would like that. So I, I think my hopes for D23, give me something I didn't know I wanted. Surprise me. Like I, I like the fact that there is nothing on the schedule for Disney+, Plus, and I think D23 is going to sort of explode that for us. I, I don't know what the werewolf thing is. I, not going to lie, I would lose my mind if they announced John Barathel returning as the Punisher. That would be really cool. That would he, be, he's a great actor. Say what you will. Like, obviously, Rob and I have very different opinions on The Punisher. If you guys <laughs> listen to our Netflix, one of our best episodes, oh, yeah. arguably, and one of our highest rated episodes yeah. was our Netflix episode. And w- I think we could both agree that John Barenthal did, he killed yeah, it as, really as did, Frank actually. Castle. Say what you will about the show, especially because I'm still not too happy with how they portrayed the, because he's not the Punisher in a lot of it. No. Like, which is weird. He's but, like the equalizer. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he he does so well, especially in the first season, mm-hmm. and especially in Daredevil with him and him and yeah. Daredevil interacting. I will say that John Barenthal, he's a he's a treasure, and Agreed. I want to see more of him. Yeah, I, I I he continuously surprises me. I want to like, watch American Gigolo. I was just gonna bring out. that up. Yeah, I saw he looks awesome in American Gigolo, and every like even I don't know if you saw King Richard. No, um, I didn't. He was he was playing something that I. I went up against everything that I thought he could do well. And I'm like, wow, he's killing it. Yeah. He is such a good actor. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for some big surprises out of D23. Mostly casting. I think that's what I want to see. I want to see casting. Because, I mean, we haven't heard much about Blade, but when they announced Mahershala Ali was going to be Blade, everybody lost their minds because yeah. that's awesome. Casting and just... What surprise footage would you love to see? <sighs> surprise footage? I would like to see Kang. Anything with Kang? Kang, like in costume, purple Kang? Yeah, like purple Kang. Because apparently they did show something with him interacting with Ant-Man mm-hmm. at uh, Comic-Con. But I would love to see an actual shot of him. Blade in costume. Some yeah. footage of him. The, the full Thunderbolt team I imagine, announced. I imagine we're probably going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah. But, yeah. Anything? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I don't even need anything from Fantastic Four, Kang, no. Dynasty or Secret Wars. Oh, we did hear that right now it's what's his John Watts is out for Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and um, Chi director is now in for yeah, Fantastic Yeah, that's another Four. Ra- that's another uh revolving door at this yeah. point. Yeah, which so. is strange. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right. So that I think that wraps up. If you'd like to leave us some comments, where can they leave us some comments? Well, the best way to get in touch with us is our website, themisfitfaction.com. Mm-hmm. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like MF Uncensored and Cinematic Adventures. You can also find us on Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast, or the Misfit Faction Media Network. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, follow, all those things. We also are on all social medias, including TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find links to all of our shows. And if you guys are on those, make sure you uh, like, comment, subscribe, all those things. And it really helps the show grow. And we appreciate it. Yes. Oh, thank you very much for that. And if you really want to support us, buy a t-shirt or a sticker. Buy a t-shirt. <laughs> they are very nice and good quality, too. They are very good quality. Yes. I just got the MF Uncensored sweatshirt. Oh. Because it's it's good. Like, it's I got the windows open. Yeah, there, kids. <laughs> Yesterday was 50. I was like, what happened? I know. So that wraps us up. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya, smuck is born.